0: Upgrade your mind and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I'm your host, Christina Slater. And today we are joined again by the amazing Brittany Burgess. Hey guys, what's going on? Hope you guys are having an awesome day. Today we are going to be talking about the top seven dieting mistakes. So these are some of the dieting mistakes that we see so often from people who are wanting to join the program or just from people in in everyday life. So we're going to get straight into it with dieting mistake number one. This one is probably the most important and the most popular <laughs> mistake that we see. And that is starting too aggressively.
1: Yes, this one is super, super popular. <laughs> we see it all the time. Even in the beginning, like I can say too, Easy, Like in the beginning of my fitness journey, which feels like eons ago now, but when I wasn't super well educated, I have definitely been there where I myself has like, I started, you know, dieting way too aggressively.
0: Yep. Yeah, and I think it kind of stems from two main areas. The first one is because we all want results really, really fast. And the second one is because we've kind of been just programmed by a society to unfortunately believe that eating less and doing more is the best way to lose weight or make progress, which is totally the
1: opposite. (laughs) If you're not, you know, starting off like your diet or in your weight loss journey and your fitness journey, and you start way too aggressively and drop your calories aggressively, you can end up just. Fucking up your metabolism. And then it can just, in the end, just get slower, which is going to halt your results.
0: Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, those fast results that most people are looking for are the worst type of results. If you are making extremely fast progress, specifically with weight loss, it's unfortunately highly likely that that progress is going to be very, very short lived and you're going to pack that weight on extremely quick after you hit that number on the scale.
1: Yeah, 100%. And with that too, and I've seen, and myself, I've experienced as well, but I've seen this a lot too, with when you start out too aggressively, you know, not only does it affect you physically, but it affects your mental health and your mental health, it takes a hit as well.
0: Exactly. And it's that all or nothing mentality where sure, you might have a wedding coming up or a vacation coming up in four weeks and you want to drop as much weight as possible to fit into your bikini or fit into your dress and whatever that looks like for you. Yeah, But you have to look at at the long run and are you going to be able to sustain that lifestyle? Sure, for four weeks, you might be able to do cardio every day and eat salads. But what does your life look like after that? And that's mostly with all these fad
1: diets, too, that we see. and you know, the headlines are you know, lose five pounds in like two weeks or whatever and lose this many inches off in three weeks.
0: And like that's what people like it draws people in, but that's not necessarily the way to go. <laughs> no, not at all. We want to be always looking at the the long term results because sure, dropping even ten pounds in a month is fantastic. but yeah. wouldn't you rather be able to drop? Five pounds a month for the for the whole year.
1: Yeah, and it'd be sustainable and you enjoy it. And you know, the process is something that you enjoy to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like Brittany said a minute ago too, not only does it affect you physically in terms of your hormones, your metabolism, your recovery and your mood and your energy, but the effect of aggressive dieting and aggressive training, like meaning very unsustainable training where you're doing like an insane amount of cardio and insane level workouts that you won't be able to maintain. It has a huge impact on you mentally, not only just during that time, but after. Because you get so physically and mentally exhausted after you have participated in an extreme diet or training program that you don't physically or mentally have the energy to try again. So you end up spiraling down that dark hole that we've seen so many people end up in. And it gets very challenging to pull yourself back out.
1: And it's that feeling too of as well with like starting a diet so aggressively and going in and like that all or nothing mentality, you know, by the end of the day, your body's not used to it. You're not used to it. And like at the end of the day, that's where you know, you start to begin to feel ravenous, like you're starving. And then that's where you're going to start choosing, you know, the binge eating comes in and you're choosing things that aren't good for you. And
0: then it's the cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think we've, I know you and I have both been there and I'm pretty sure when we've talked with our clients, almost every single person before they joined our program found themselves in situations like that. And it's because So often we do have those big goals and they are so important to us. But if we don't have the the education and the roadmap to create a sustainable program that we can enjoy, that aligns with our life and still gets us the results we're looking for, it's extremely challenging to not fall into that binge and restrict yo-yo cycle. Yes, totally agree. All right, let's go on to dieting mistake number two. Oh man, I and love that- this one. <laughs> I, I do, I do feel like this one is not as popular as it was a couple of years ago. No, and I was actually thinking that too. So <laughs> number two, unfortunately, it's still out there and that's cutting all of your carbs.
1: <laughs> it drives me nuts. Like when you completely cut carbohydrates out of your diet, like you're literally taking a whole entire food group and just tossing it out the window. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It is absolutely crazy. Like our bodies, our bodies need carbs.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. And I I truly think that, like, of course, you have the extreme ends of the spectrum out there, but yes, almost every single fitness professional out there, especially when we're talking about body composition, mm-hmm. will tell you that including carbs in your diet, and I'm not saying you have to eat a high carb diet. But including carbs in your diet is scientifically the most optimal way to lose fat. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah,
1: Yeah, and like, that's what I was just going to say, like carbs, like help you build muscle, like protein, you know, often claims the fame when it comes to bulking up and all that stuff. But carbs are just as important. Uh, you know, when if you eat you your carbs, your body is going to convert them to glycogen, a sto- you know, a storage form of carbohydrate that stockpiles into your muscles. So, super important when you're trying to put muscle on.
0: Exactly, and your carbs are your main energy source. If you don't have energy, your training is going to significantly suffer.
1: Um, I noticed for- when. I don't have a lot of carbs in like if it's just one of those days and like I'm not I haven't had a lot of carbs in that day I notice a huge difference
0: with my training just my day I feel like I'm in a fog it's crazy. Absolutely. One thing I do want to touch on in regards to carbs because I feel like as we we kind of mentioned it's getting more popular to want to include carbs I think in, yeah. in your diet, in the industry, which is a great thing. However, I think sometimes for those people who don't have a ton of nutrition knowledge, it gets really confusing because then they think, okay, carbs are good. I'm going to eat all the carbs and I'm going to eat a lot of carbs. Yeah. And carbs are very, very easy to overeat. So although we are definitely sitting here telling you, eat your carbs, you of course don't want to be eating too many carbs or only carbs. And ideally you don't want to be overindulging in the wrong type of carbohydrates. And when we say the wrong type, we mean an abundance of processed carbs.
1: Yes. We want our whole carbs, you know, our whole grains, our fruits, vegetables, our potatoes, you know, sweet potatoes. Definitely. It's the processed carbs that are going to get us into trouble.
0: Exactly. And when we say processed carbs, we're meaning like candy and cinnamon buns, those types of things. And of course (laughs) in moderation, everything is fine, but that if you're trying to have an optimal body composition and train optimally and lose some body fat, those should be a smaller portion of your diet. Yes. And
1: carbohydrates are our brain's preferred source of energy. It is what it is. Our brain consumes, you know, roughly like 120 grams of carbs every single day. And our brain accounts for roughly 20% of our total energy. So our brain needs carbs to function. It is what it is. <laughs> exactly.
0: There, There is, in my opinion, a time and a place to decrease and increase your oh, yeah. carbohydrates, depending on your progress, where you're at with your training, and that sort of thing. There's different styles. There's things like carb cycling. There's things like brief yeah. days that can be extremely useful when you mm-hmm. are training for optimal body composition. However, again, cutting out your carbs fully or for a extended duration of time is is really suboptimal when it comes to losing weight and, of course, building muscle.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you see. Like the keto diet and all that crap and stuff like that, with the, you know, just taking carbs away. And like you see these people losing weight and losing, you know, 20 pounds, 10 pounds, you know, 30 pounds. But unfortunately, it is not sustainable to not eat carbs for the rest of your life. So when you start introducing carbs back into your diet, these people
0: are just going to gain that weight back. Absolutely. And like I think we did mention this in a recent episode, but again, it's, I feel like we can never say this enough. When you cut carbohydrates from your diet, you are going to drop water weight very, very quickly. Oh, yeah. Because when you eat carbs, your body pulls in water. And I think a lot of people don't know that and don't understand that. And that's why we preach to our clients so much how important consistency is with hitting your nutrition targets, especially your carbohydrates. Because from a coaching standpoint, when we go in and we get our clients check in and we're reviewing their nutrition and their carbohydrate intake has been. Very inconsistent. Some days they're very high, some days they're very low. It becomes very challenging from a coaching standpoint to make changes to their program because that client is going to likely be holding water weight. And again, consistency is so, so important. Yes,
1: 100%.
0: All right, let's go into dieting mistake number three. This is a good one as well. Yeah, I like this one too. (laughs) That is expecting your results to be linear. So, this is a really good one. (laughs) So, weight loss
1: is not linear. It is not linear. It is perfectly normal for your weight to fluctuate on a day to day basis. You know, there's going to be days where your scale weight goes up, just like there's days, you know, your weight's going to drop. There will also be days, maybe even weeks, you know, where your weight will stay exactly the same. It does not mean that you're not seeing progress. And Everybody is different. And that's the problem with social media. I find to everyone comparing each other and everyone's weight loss journeys and everyone's fitness journeys. And unfortunately, everyone is completely different. So everyone's journey is going to look completely different as well.
0: It's so true. And it is so easy to compare ourselves nowadays. You oh, nailed it with that. Social media, especially, don't get me wrong. We love social media for so oh, many yeah. reasons. And I think comparison for inspiration is fantastic, but comparison to tear yourself down is unfortunately very common, but definitely not ideal. Because again, you don't know everyone's background. You don't know where they're coming from in their Mm -hmm. journey of fitness and in life. And especially like our community is super, super tight knit, but it again can be super easy when you have a friend or a client or someone who is in the same program with you, who you might feel is getting better results. And you might even feel like you're working harder or you're doing more than that person and they're still coming out on top. And it can be very frustrating, but one thing, and this is a, a really important thing that you can apply outside of fitness, inside of fitness to literally everything in your life. And this is a huge game changer for me when I really embraced this was just, the fact that where you are right now is exactly where you are meant to be. And everything that's happening to you is teaching you and helping you become the person you need to be in the future. And you can apply that to your weight loss journey as well. Yes. I love that
1: so much. It goes for absolutely everything that works for, especially like our clients too. Like, this is so great because You know, everyone's journey, everyone's lives are completely different. Everyone's bodies compositions are different. Every like everyone is so different. And I've said this before too. You know, if you, all of us, if we all trained exactly the same, ate exactly the same, dieted exactly the same, well, guess what? We're actually we're not all going to look the same. It's not how it is. So you said it perfectly. You are exactly where you need to be. And I know it's really hard, but
0: just don't compare yourself to anybody. Yeah, absolutely. And one other thing before we go on to number four, when it comes to expecting your results to be linear, this is actually something we've been talking about in our client group a lot lately because a lot of our clients have been with Cut and Conquer for many months and years actually. And typically you will always find when you start your fitness journey or when you get back into it, if you've been out of your training or whatever for a while, you will see results relatively quickly when you get yourself back on track. And when I say relatively quickly, I mean the first, even the first three months, you'll probably have relatively linear progress if you are following your program. However, after that, your results will start to slow down, especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to those measurable things like your weight and your measurements and even your progress photos to a point. So it's really important to acknowledge that. Because it, it can be discouraging when you're used to dropping even one pound a week or seeing these big changes physically, and then that stops. Yeah. But the reality is those metrics, they don't mean everything. They don't mean you're not progressing. And it can be really helpful to set additional goals for yourself outside of your physique. And we love helping our clients sculpt their physique. It's probably like our one of our favorite things to do is programming for that. Yeah. But setting performance-based goals, setting other goals for yourself that have weight loss or muscle growth as a byproduct can be super useful when you feel like your progress is slowing down. Because if you focus on the fact that your progress is slowing down, it's only going to become discouraging.
1: Yeah, and that's something that I do myself as well. And I find it extremely, extremely helpful.
0: Absolutely. All right, let's head on to dieting mistake number four. And this one's really good, too. <laughs> They're <Yeah>. all good. <laughs> this one is doing a ton of cardio that you cannot maintain. The key oh. word is maintain. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's not the actual exercise that's the problem, so much as the amount of it that you're doing.
0: <laughs> exactly and this this is so important and i think this is a really big mindfuck <laughs> for yeah. clients sometimes and yeah. this is my personal philosophy it does depend on the client's goals it does depend on the client's oh, background yeah. because some of my clients they are training for endurance events i do have some clients who are athletes and that yeah. sort of thing but again the majority of our clients are with cut and hunger for weight loss mm-hmm. so my philosophy when it comes to weight loss for the typical person, especially women, is you want to be doing the least amount of cardio possible to get the most results. Okay. And that doesn't mean zero cardio. It just means if you are someone who's walking around, you're relatively active and you're still getting results with your program. Yeah. I don't add in cardio at that point. Because doing extra cardio just to eat up time to elevate your cortisol, to use up your energy, to fatigue your body when you're already seeing progress at that point does not make sense.
1: And I'm a big, huge advocate. Obviously, you are as well is strength training as well. (laughs) It takes more than, you know, an hour on the treadmill to transform your body. You know, cardio, unfortunately, alone can't touch. You know, our stubborn belly fat and all that stuff, you need to incorporate strength training into your workout routine to burn fat as well. As you build up that strength, as you build up and strengthen your muscles, they're going to be burning fat far beyond your workouts. Running or cycling alone can't offer that. You know, obviously, those are good when you're training for certain things. But like we said, our clients are mostly weight loss clients. The more muscle you have, the more energy your body is going to expend.
0: Absolutely. And, yeah. You, you nailed it with saying that resistance training over cardio almost almost all oh, yeah. the time. Again, you're going to be ripping, you're going to be tearing your muscle fibers when you are lifting weights. And then after you're done, your body's going to be using energy and calories to then repair those muscle fibers. That doesn't necessarily happen the same way with cardio training.
1: Yeah. And However, like everything
0: you do though, like, and that's like to
1: stem off what you're saying, like everything you do, You know, from brushing your teeth, sleeping, friggin'
0: checking Instagram. You know, you're going to be burning more calories. Oh yes, absolutely. And we're we're not saying by any means that cardio is bad or that you shouldn't be doing cardio. I do recommend that. Oh yeah, almost everyone does some form of cardio each week. At least at least once a week, you should probably be doing cardio, bringing your heart rate up just for the health of your your body. However, the whole like doing cardio every day, doing an hour of cardio, it's not typically sustainable for most people. And unlike resistance training, where there are a ton of ways to progressively overload in order to continue to see progress with cardio, really the the biggest way to progressively overload that is to just do more and more and more. So if you're starting your weight loss journey, doing cardio five times a week for 30 minutes, And then you hit a plateau, you're likely Mm -hmm. going to have to just increase that cardio. Then you're going to be doing it six times a week for 30 minutes. Then you're going to be doing it six times a week for 45. Then you're going to be doing it seven times a week for an hour. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to hit a point where you're fucking exhausted. And you're going to go from seven times a week for an hour to zero times a week for zero minutes. And that's when you're going to see that massive, very rapid weight gain (laughs) come back on.
1: And like, obviously, like I was, I was there like the beginning of my fitness journey when I didn't have a lot of knowledge and I was doing cardio, like crazy. I was running on the treadmill for an hour. I was doing the stairs for an hour and like whatever. And I was exhausted. Like not like my, I was seeing zero results. Like my body was exhausted. I was doing it like six, seven times a week. I didn't, you know, I wasn't giving my body enough time to chill out, to rest. Like I, it's just, you know what I mean? It's just not
0: maintainable to be doing that much cardio. Absolutely. And again, we're speaking for primarily weight loss and and muscle growth. If you're someone who's training for a marathon, an Ironman, some type (laughs) of endurance event, you're going to want to be doing cardio. You're going to want to do
1: cardio. Yeah, (laughs) definitely want to do cardio. All
0: right, let's head into dieting mistake number five. This one is obsessing over the scale
1: oh, this is a good one too um, Obsessing
0: over the scale
1: man I just feel like the scale is and I say this to my clients all the time it is a good way to measure progress but it is not the best way to measure progress That's especially if you're weighing yourself every single day <laughs> The scale is literally measuring everything on your body. And us as humans fluctuate so much throughout the day, throughout the weeks, you know, it is not the best way to go for your progress. And I try and get my clients just to weigh themselves once every two weeks for this reason. You know, it can be, you can get caught into that cycle again of when you're weighing yourself every single day and you see that scale, either not move or go up a pound or like come back down and like not, and then go down a pound again and then come back up two pounds. Like it's, it is not the greatest for your progress and it's not the greatest for your mental health either.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, I, totally agree. I feel like the, the worst thing about the scale is the fact that we attach so much to it yes, and we yeah. let that number completely dictate our mood, our behavior uh-huh. and everything we're doing, you know, yeah. And oh, yeah. don't get me wrong, if you are someone who sabotaged yourself and you fell yeah. off track and you ate like shit and you're, you're feeling really bad about it and then you get on the scale and you're like, oh, the scale doesn't even matter. Like, reality <laughs> check. I mean, <laughs> the scale, again, it doesn't matter per se how much you weigh because like Brittany just mentioned, it's only measuring your body weight. But it's also not an excuse to be like, oh, I gained 20 pounds. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I think it's it's super important to recognize that, again, it doesn't measure your progress. It just measures your weight. There's so many other areas that are way more important in terms of progress, like how you feel, your energy, your performance, your strength, your mindset, your measurements, your photos. Again, I do think that progress photos and or videos are the most powerful form of yeah of a measure of progress, because yeah. even your measurements, they don't do, they don't provide a full picture, assuming no. again, that you are being measured in the exact same spot every single time. So there's room for a margin of error there. And then there's also the fact that you could be putting on muscle, which will then affect the measurement. Yeah. And especially on a woman, like if you're doing a chest measurement per se, you're measuring like around the back, around the chest, did you lose fat from your chest? Did you gain muscle from your back? Did you lose fat from your back? There's a ton of variables in oh, yeah. measurements. And so, just like playing yourself with the scale, right? It's the same thing. Absolutely. Not to mention the the fluctuations in the weight that can happen for so many reasons, including so many reasons. reasons. <laughs> like you've been training hard, you're, you'll be holding yeah. a little more water. The number will be up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I always actually try and get my clients just to do the once every two weeks. If you want to do once a week, it's totally fine. I actually have some clients to even like print out like a picture of a stop sign and put it on their scale. <laughs> so when they like, like go it. to, like go to pull it out, it's like, nope, stop. Like that. Don't do it. <laughs> it's just like a mental thing. Right. But like, no to- progress pictures, I think personally
0: are the best way to measure progress. I agree. I have a question for you. So we didn't pre-discuss okay. this, but <laughs> so oh, man. Uh, can relate because I used to and I still do I'd be lying if I said I didn't like I still do attach value to the scale unfortunately because I know for me especially like if I'm in a cutting phase or if I'm in a bulking phase and I want the scale to be going a certain direction yeah I still get frustrated when it doesn't go the way I want it to especially if I have been following everything the way I should be so how do you like navigate that in your own mind when the scale doesn't seem to reflect the work you've been putting in? So I just actually recently did this.
1: So I've been in a little bit of a cutting phase um, the last few months and I've been taking progress pictures probably, I'd say like once every two weeks, once every three weeks kind of deal. I can easily say I have weighed myself twice in the last three months. (laughs) I. Yeah. I honestly literally try and stay away from the scale. I only weigh myself. Like I'll do like maybe once a month or just to see kind of where I'm at, but I really, really go off my progress photos. And I just, you know, um, I just did this. What was it like last week where I compared like probably from six months ago till last week. And it's crazy because you see yourself every single day. And like you don't expect to that kind of change. And this is where progress pictures are so key. Even my boyfriend was like, What? Like that's crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, because he sees
1: me every day too, right? So taking those progress pictures is my form of progress. How I feel in my clothes, how I feel mentally is how where I go off. I literally stay away from the scale, like as much as I possibly can.
0: <laughs> how you feel in your clothes is a really good one as well.
1: Oh yeah. And I just bought all these like fun new summer clothes and like you know, I feel good in them. I feel fantastic in them. And like, that's the best way to like your clothes, progress pictures. That's how I go by. Of course, like I'll weigh myself to see kind of where I am like once a month, like, okay, like that's pretty good. Like, you know, I will hang out here for like, or, you know, we'll check in another month or so, but that's how I do it because I know if I get on that scale every day, or if I do it once a week, it'll drive me freaking crazy. So I avoided like the plague. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I love that. I love that so much. And if you're listening to this episode, take your progress photos. Yes, please. <laughs> take I, them. I wish I had progress photos from oh, like before I. I really started getting into fitness, and I don't because I hated how I looked so much. I would. Oh, so did that. I?
1: I refuse all pictures. I don't have like I don't have pictures of me in like a bathing suit. I don't have anything to go by, like in that sense. And I friggin' wish I did. So if you're listening to this. Friggin take your progress pictures. Start right now. If you don't have any, go take
0: some right now. (laughs) Exactly. Even if you feel like so shitty about yourself, almost the shittier you feel, the better you're going to feel in the long run. Because you'll do it. Look back on.
1: Yes. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Take those friggin pictures. Go run. Go now. Go do it.
0: (laughs) And and if you are someone who's listening, who is not happy with how you look, taking your photos can be the first step into changing it.
1: Yes. That's. That's great. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Like that's your first step. That's your step. That's what you're taking and you're doing it. It's your start of your journey.
0: Exactly. All right. Dieting mistake number seven. This is probably almost the most important one. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that is not reverse dieting after a cutting phase or a weight loss phase.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, this is a really good one. And I feel like most people as well look at like reverse dieting as something that is absolutely terrifying because they don't want to gain weight back, which obviously makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the the two important things to address right off the bat with this one is a lot of people seem to think that reverse dieting is something to promote weight gain or to make someone gain weight. And that is the exact opposite of what it is supposed to do. Yeah. And a lot of people don't actually know what it is. And what it is is basically very gradually increasing your calories slash food intake after a cutting phase and after you've lost weight. Yeah. We want to like boost that metabolism. We gotta think that we're like
1: during this process, we're, you know, you're training your metabolism. That's pretty much what it is. And especially when you're, you've lost weight and you've gotten to where you need to be. Well, unfortunately you cannot be in a calorie deficit forever. It doesn't work like that. So we have to do reverse dieting, which you just said is just slowly, slowly, nothing crazy, but gradually increasing that, you know, your calorie intake, we're going to boost that metabolism and we're going to prevent that weight regain after dieting.
0: Exactly. And it is so, so important. And it's probably the number one overlooked thing in fitness and in weight loss by by the client because a lot of people just want to lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. And that's the problem is they hit their weight loss target and they're really, really happy with how they look. So hypothetically, they leave the program without reverse dieting. And three months later, we have that client coming back to us crying because They've gained all of their weight back and now they're physically exhausted. And the thing is, is Mm -hmm. if you do a successful weight loss phase, which would typically be between like eight to 16 weeks usually, and then you rapidly gain that weight back and you want to cut again, it's going to be more challenging. So every time you lose weight and rapidly gain it back, it's going to get harder and harder and harder to lose that weight again okay so the most successful way and the, the the how a reverse diet should work is let's say you start your cutting phase We are gradually reducing your calories or increasing the amount of calories that you are expending from whatever way. We get you down to your goal weight loss. We gradually bring your calories up to higher than they were originally. Okay, now you want to cut again. Okay, well, we're actually at a higher point. So you can actually be eating more and losing more weight. Then we get you down to your weight loss goal. We reverse diet you again, and you end up back to the top with even more calories, even more food. And at that point, you're able to, again, lose weight even easier. So it is really, really helpful. It's really, really beneficial. But again, unfortunately, like we talked about dieting mistake number one, so many people start too aggressively and they also end too aggressively. And you can have a very successful weight loss journey over the period of one to five years if you implement a successful reverse diet.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. That was perfect. Like you said too, like when we talked about starting too aggressively, ending too aggressively is just as bad (laughs) as well, right? And I feel like a lot of people forget too. like with reverse dieting, not only are we helping that metabolism, we're boosting it and we're, you know, it's rocking and rolling, but with reverse dieting, you know, it's also going to help increase your energy levels and reduce your hunger
0: as well. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of the time, especially the first couple of weeks of a reverse diet, I will actually have clients who lose more weight.
1: Yeah. because.
0: They're actually eating more, but in turn, they're also expending more. They have more energy and they're training harder Mm -hmm. and your body is super smart. So if you are relatively low calorie, you're getting towards the end of your cutting phase, your body is going to know that and it's going to do what it can to conserve energy. So you're going to feel a little more tired. You're going to feel a little more sluggish. You're innately going to want to be less active and your body's going to use less calories on things like digestion. But when you increase the calories flowing into your body, your body is going to be more okay with expending them as well.
1: Yep. Definitely. Reverse dieting is so important.
0: (laughs) All right. Let's head into the final dieting mistake. Number seven. This one is not working on your mindset. This is a good one too. Your mindset is essential
1: to making any lasting change.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Any Any lasting change, it begins in your mind. If you come into your fitness program, your weight loss program, whatever it is, with the belief and the perspective that it will be hard, that it will be challenging, that you're not going to be able to do it, that you don't have the discipline, you are already set up for failure. Failure, yeah. And,
1: you know, in the short term, you may be able to motivate yourself to work out. Um, You may be able to motivate yourself to eat a slightly more healthy diet for a few weeks. However, though, without that right mindset for losing the weight, working out, continuing this fitness journey, you may find yourself slipping back into those old unhealthy habits that you started with.
0: Yep. I honestly cannot believe that it's 2022 and almost every fitness program does not teach mindset. Mindset,
1: Yeah. Mindset Mindset
0: is the number one thing that we teach our clients at Cut and Conquer. Honestly, like Brittany, how much do you talk to your clients about their, their mentality and their mindset and their habits more than the actual training and nutrition? Literally more like I'm going to like
1: 80%. (laughs) Like, honestly, it's crazy. Your internal is going to create that external. And if it's not a positive, um, upbeat, happy, you
0: know, place to be, the outside isn't going to be either. Yep. Absolutely. And we're not saying you have to be happy all the time, but you have to have the tools to be able to continue pushing forward when life gets hard because that's when we always fall off track is when our mindset falters because we're fighting with our partner or we had a long day or we're really tired, all of those things, right? It's not the fact that you physically can't do a squat or you physically (laughs) can't eat food, right? It's always comes back to our Mm -hmm. mindset.
1: Yeah. And like having positive habits too, such as like, you know, celebrating those small successes that you do and focusing really on positive self talk and practicing mindfulness, you know, can help so, so much in your fitness journey. And we preach that so much. It can be more important.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think it's also important to acknowledge that working on your mindset and whatever that looks like for you, It's a process. Again, it's not like you're going to join our program and magically transform your mindset in the first week and then be successful for the rest of your life. It is an ongoing process for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah.
1: It's something you... It is what it is. It's something that you have to work on every day. Like you said, you're not just going to um, wake up one day and have this all figured out. Because I know I
0: don't have it all figured out yet. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Like We're still working on this ourselves every single day. Our clients are working on it every single day. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, but the important thing is that you're working on it. You have those tools available to you and you are implementing them. You
1: know, if you focus on, you know, creating these healthy behaviors and, you know, the healthier your mind is, the healthier your whole self will be.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. I think that is a wrap. Is there anything, Brittany, you want to touch on before we end it off?
1: No, I think that was good. Everything was fantastic. Amazing. Um, These were amazing dieting mistakes.
0: I honestly think there was a ton of value. And if you guys, if you guys who are listening implement some of these things, like you're already going to be on the way to success. Oh, yeah. All right. So that is it for today's episode. If you guys got value, if you guys like this episode, go ahead, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story, tag me at Nyfina and Brittany at B Burgess. Let me, let us know that you're listening out of the episode and we'll see you guys in the next one. Beautiful. See you guys.